like a video where you say intro. <laughs> Hello. 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 Good evening. Good afternoon. And good night, if I don't see you. Just in case. Welcome to the September 17th edition of the, not fourth, but third person podcast. Sorry, having mic issues. <laughs> I'm Matthew. I'm Sean. I'm Shannon. <clears throat> How was your week? How was your week? It was a week. Thanks. You're welcome. Anytime. Well, don't bother to elaborate or anything. Uh, well, we thought it, it is a talk show. You know. <laughs> what? It is? I couldn't tell. You know, you've got a face for radio and a voice for TV. That, what? Exactly. Uh, my week was very long. Felt really slow. Even today felt like just dragged on. Well, you drove, you drove today. How yeah. was Indy? Uh, it was Indy. We went to a restaurant called Popcat, I think. Popcat. Popcat. They had a pretty good burger. Smash burgers is what they're called. Oh, uh, yeah. And they used to have a type of fry called Crack Fries, but they had to rename them. <laughs> They got in trouble for it, so now they're cosmic fries. They, they got in really trouble good. for it, or was just the like restaurant kind of. Well, no, that's what they were meant. They were meant to be seen as. That's, like, that's why they were called crack fries. They're good, like yeah. They're, you yeah. can't quit them like crack. I got you. But like that's what they were called, and then right. they changed it to cosmic fries. That's funny. But they were really good. They have a really good like cheesy garlic, aioli thing. Are they addicting? Nah. I I mean, they're really good fries, but, like, I had to stop at some point. Were they McDonald's good? <laughs> and, uh, Are you joking right now? <laughs> a little bit. McDonald's is good fries when they just come out. Yeah, they're good for about five minutes. Seven minutes, sorry. Sure. Is that what they say? That's the seven minute rule. Yeah. How was your week? Good. Long? Good. Not too, not too long. Not too much overtime this week. But. We all live very exciting lives. Yes. Yes, we do. Oh, right. There was something I wanted to say about it. I don't remember. Anyway. Uh, if you're watching, we are later than normal. Thank you for checking us out. And uh, don't forget to hit that thumbs up. Follow, subscribe, hit like, the bell. Make number go up. Number go up? Yeah, there we go. Good uh, thing. Like, subscribe, <laughs> yeah, all that good stuff. Uh, share, you could even share. I know I'm not a big one for sharing, but I'm not one of these guys that like share when I'm watching. But if you're that kind of person, help us out. If you tell want. your friends, tell, tell your, your family, friends. tell your estranged cousins. Okay, what do we How have? Do you tell them if they're estranged. I don't know. Okay. Track them down to tell them about us. <laughs> what do we have today? Stuff. Stuff. That is yes. in the listing for today's stuff. Yeah. Let's see. We'll, we, we can give a little recap, uh, rundown of what we plan on talking about today. Okay. So whatever comes up. Looks like we've got some talk about some aliens. We've got, uh, looks like we're going to talk about the UAW strike, uh, some changes that Unity has made, um, uh, 
incident on an airplane. And I don't know what that one is. It says planes, boats, cars, bikes. Yeah, that's about a, uh, a guy running from the cops. Oh. Using all forms of mode of transport. Oh, really? Exciting. <laughs> I, be- I, I believe he even went for a swim. Yes. Just a casual swim? Yeah. <laughs> all right. So let's get started with these aliens. If I can go in deep with the aliens. All right. Let me... There is a video. There is a video. There is a video. All right. Well, let's transfer over to this little scene here. All right. A close encounter with the alien bodies. You can actually just play the video. Where's the fun in that? Well, because then we can pause it and say stuff. You muted it. Which were shared around the world this week are now the subject of much controversy. For Jaime Masson, a Mexican journalist and longtime UFO enthusiast, the alien looking forms are among the most important discoveries in the history of humankind. But for many scientists, they are an already debunked, perhaps even criminal stunt. Masson gained instant international attention when he stood before Mexico's. They are tiny little. Yeah, they are tiny. They are little men. They are they're so tiny, small. and they were found in Mexico. So I'm thinking maybe there's some crossbreeding, and that's why we get short <laughs> Mexicans. <laughs> Do we know how tall the Mayans were? The Mexicans? The they're Mayans? about five foot. <laughs> Not what I meant, but no, all right, I'm we'll sorry. go with that. No, uh, the Mayans? I, how would I know how tall the Mayans? Exactly. Maybe I, they were well, only no, two I saw tall. that one movie. The oh, wasn't that a? Who made that movie? There was a movie about the Mayans. Where like they didn't even speak English in the movie. Like it was the whole movie was like dope. There's a there's a net here. I have an answer for the Mayans, by the way. Yeah, how tall were they? So the men I was around only five feet two and oh, yeah, okay. four so that's, feet. They're eight. way taller than this. Okay, so Mexican. <laughs> Mayans are Mexican. Just saying. You don't see many Mexican basketball players. I hmm? uh Yes, that's true. I know you don't watch basketball. I don't. I mean, really do I? Neither do I, but, uh, I know some basics about it, and I don't see many Mexicans. Who's the guy? <laughs> I was just going over to mute that. <laughs> Who was the guy? <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, that was loud for us, too. Yes, that was loud. Holy yourself, then. Oh. What no. is the... Who's the guy? Oh. I can't even talk. I can't think. It's been a long day. Holiday world today. Um, he, had, he was in the the buddy cop movie. That does not help. I know it doesn't help. The the oh, I can't think tonight. When I was a director, he got in some trouble, but he made the he made a movie about Jesus Christ, and he made a movie about the it was about the Mayans. I forget what it was called. Still doesn't Why can't I think of this guy's name? I can't even think of the movie, the name of the movie. Uh, hold on. I'm going to go ahead and talk amongst Just yourselves. Aliens. Great. So, <laughs> aliens. Are they real? The Mexican uh, government. To Mexican the Mexican government says they are. But we all know Or, sorry, this Mexican journalist and UFO enthusiast. This is, oh, lethal weapon. Uh. What's his name? 
You got all the information here, but you don't tell me who's in it. Mel Gibson? Yes. It was just his name was just up there at the <coughs> beginning of that little clip. All right. <laughs> Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson did a movie about the Mayans. Or the, or the Incas. One of those. The Mayans are the one who predicted the end of the world. As we know it. No, that's the R.E.M. The end oh. of the world. As R.E.M. We know did it. that one. So, I don't know if this is going to have the one. He did The Passion of the Christ. But he did. I'm okay. pretty sure he did one. Apocalypto. I think that was it. Apocalypto. I'm pretty sure that was it. Yeah, the Mayan kingdom. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, that was a tangent for nothing. That but really that was, was like that he was... filmed the whole movie like they were speaking my like there was like no English in it. At least when it first came out, I think eventually they did like a dub version. But neat. Yes. Mm. All right. Cool. Let's learn more about these little right. alien men. The little alien men. Congress just days ago and presented the two figures. He shared scientific analysis stop, and stop, study stop. results. That, that's, 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 E.T. <laughs> that's just E.T. That, that looks like a movie prop from E.T. Not even. It looks like a third grade. It looks like a science project. <laughs> like, uh, it, looks like, it looks like a clay sculpture. The plaster of Paris or what is that? No, or no, no. The, the paper mache. It looks mm. like paper mache. It yes. does. <laughs> little paper mache E.T. And, and like the mouth. Which mouth is, like. Like no teeth, no. It's just, just a slit. <laughs> it's just... Same with the eyes. There's, there's no jaw. It's just. Yeah. <laughs> Hilarious. And a cute little nose. I love him. What is, what is he made of? Play Yeah. He argues no, prove the bodies are about a thousand years old and not related oh, to oh, any oh. known earthly look species. Look at the pelvis. <laughs> that's kind of what pelvic bones look like. They're kind of weird. Not that weird. That's, that's a that's a hippie guy. <laughs> Those are birthing hips. Maybe it's a girl. He got it's also from a thousand years ago. <laughs> yeah. In Mexico. Don't judge him. He's, it's, just literally, it's literally like three feet tall. It looks more like two feet tall. <laughs> <laughs> it is tiny. Reuters gained exclusive access to his office to see them. The bodies appear ancient and share characteristics of humans. Masson claims they were found around 2017 in Peru. It is the most important thing that has happened. Does he have himself as his wallpaper? <laughs> like, what, what am I looking at here? Yes. I don't know if that's wallpaper, but that's just a, like a recording. It's like in Spaceballs, he's watching the video of his life. He's, <laughs> he's, he's, he's he fast-forwarded to what's next. He's in front of three of them. <laughs> Didn't they say they only found two? Uh, I thought there was only two. I didn't watch the whole video. That does look like three, though happen to humanity because it's the opportunity for us to evolve, for us to grow, for us to maybe initiate communication with other intelligences. I we think have this three, phenomenon we have is corpses. the only... How are we going to communicate? I mean, it's it's not exactly honest? like he had a cell phone in his pocket. Yeah, I mean, I, haven't we been like broadcasting <laughs> radio waves into space for a while now? We sent a probe into like Purposely space, and non-person. I mean, we have, we have like a deep space probe that has like that golden record, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. But we also the yet the the SETA SETI program where they where they listen, but they also send out transmissions. I believe yeah, probably that, I, I would believe that hundred percent. The search for extraterrestrial intelligence. I can't talk tonight. The search for extraterrestrial intelligence. Yes, SETI. that one. Only one that gives us the opportunity to come together. 
But the backlash from the scientific community came right just as swiftly now. as Masson's newfound fame, with scientists and archaeologists in Peru calling the bodies a farce. Reuters correspondent Cassandra Garrison spoke Why are they standing on a green screen? That is a good question. Like, why are <laughs> we conducting... Who holds a press conference on a green screen but if you're not going to put something there? Like, if you're going to put something there... If... We are conducting scientific research. Make sure the entire room is green. <laughs> yeah, that's... We Sorry, want to make just, sure no one. Just the three fourths. We want to make sure room. no one can green can crop this out later. <laughs> make it really hard. Put a green screen there. His research, and he told me that the scientific analysis and data studies that he's been presenting this Probably entire classified. week actually were done on a different body that remains in Peru, and the two bodies that he presented here in Mexico, he's not done scientific analysis on, saying that he didn't want to damage the specimens. And I think that could okay. potentially So there's three it. bodies. They, they tested one, kept the other two pristine. Mm. Gotcha. They I are. don't know why that she finds that skeptical. Our government does all that kind of crap all the time. They're, they're <laughs> in mint condition, still in the box. Still in the, literally. It's like a shoebox. They're collector's edition little men. Conversation. Uh, but we had scientists independently review the results uh, who told us that they do not represent anything out of the ordinary and certainly for aliens. normal life on Earth. <laughs> Masson is no stranger. <laughs> that little guy. I love it. It's just a little statue, but he looks so <laughs> freaky. That's well, what not is, what I wanted. What is their problem with... Or, or not their problem with... So we're to believe scientists when they say this study is false, but all their COVID stuff was BS. <laughs> <laughs> Just say it. I'm saying I'm never going to trust any government, no matter what they say. Well, I mean, trust a little bit of it. Maybe a little. Bit. Trust, but no. Uh, verify. Yeah. Or trust. Okay. Controversy. Having participated in a 2017 documentary that appeared to feature doctored mummies. As to how these two bodies arrived in Mexico from Peru, that's a question Masson says he can't answer. According to him, a man brought the remains to the country and Masson asked permission to present them to Mexico's Congress. How do you get through customs with that? You're telling me <laughs> that some guy just showed up and said, yo, I've got these from Peru. Yes. Isn't this cool? He found them in his basement. <laughs> he what? was doing a deep clean on his basement. <laughs> And then these two, these two little men from Peru <laughs> no, just three. showed up. Three little men. Three. Well, no, the one is still in Peru. If he's still, there's still three. Yeah, but he only showed up with two. Mm. The one's in Peru. But the move has angered Peruvian officials, who have filed a criminal complaint against him. Masson says he's done nothing illegal and welcomes the Peruvian government to investigate the figures. She said. I don't think she believes it herself. <laughs> Probably not. So I think the big deal with this is that these bodies have already been debunked. Let the bodies hit the floor. Let In fact, the they didn't hit even the hit the floor. I like how they have, like, he's got, like, they're encased in glass and a lid. <laughs> just <laughs> like, to make let me sure. put the lid back on, so you, just in case you lean on the glass. Just in case. Says he can prove they are unlike anything known on Earth. I think by looking at them, most of us were pretty much debunking them. 
I mean, one of them, unless when they made ET, they had they had access to these <laughs> and totally designed them based on that. One of them, or the old Star Wars. Remember, there's an ET there in the Star e. Wars. That's uh, in the new Star Wars, though. That's in the uh, episode three. Yeah. Three. ET or, is in episode four. three. Or, three, which is three. the You're sixth right. movie. The third of out. the new, yeah. Yeah, in the Congress or whatever. One of them, described by Masson as a female, was discovered to have eggs inside, he said. Yes. I've heard they had eggs inside, but I think it's just a, they have like an x-ray. It says there's eggs. But the, it's like a, yeah, it doesn't look necessarily hard to fake. Testing conundrum. I like a conundrum. A Mexican scientist reviewed the results, and uh, yeah, they said this is normal. It's just small. It's all good. So they're saying this is just like a. He child? has angered Peruvian officials because they they, are, they don't know how they got to Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I'm I'm sure if I mean if 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 they think they're real, you would be mad if someone took that out of your country and brought it to Mexico. No, it's fine. They have one. Hmm? They still they have, have one. It's yeah, fine. Yeah, but you still don't want people just taking what could be world-changing heirlooms out of your country and bringing them to another country. Why would you go to Mexico? He named the bodies. E&T? No, Clara and Mauricio. <laughs> I mean, okay. <laughs> Good choice, Based on the DNA tests, which were compared with more than one million species, they are not related to what is known or described up to this moment by science or human knowledge. But they are, because they look like ET. They're, they're described in ET. They look exactly... Do we like... have a million species? That's Probably. a lot. Probably. I mean, there's bug. I think bugs have different species, too. It's, you know, just by that alone. The presence of carbon-14 in studies done by UNAM proves that the samples were related to brain and skin tissues from different mummies who died at different times. So, according to the International Union for, for the Conservation of Nature, there are approximately 8.7 million species. Okay, okay. Only, like, 1.7 of them have been named. <laughs> okay. Oh, so we're guessing. Yes. Yes. Okay. It's still like 75% of the ocean just haven't thought that out for itself. Yeah, and the ocean can stay uncharted. <laughs> I'd rather go to space than the ocean. Yes. Okay. All right. Fun fact. Space Fun is fact. probably yeah. safer. Probably. The ocean. We don't know what's NASA in the ocean. There could be Godzilla down there. NASA what? originally was documenting things about the ocean, and then they switched to space. Yeah, and whatever scared them scares me too. Ocean is not... In their initials. It's literally air national and air and space. Whatever. But I, I have heard that they, they went, they were looking at the ocean. And I've well, they're always looking at the ocean. But yeah. All right. Very dangerous. Ocean is scary. All right. What is this about the UAW strike? This is the, the United workers. Auto Workers. Ford, GM, and what used to be Chrysler is now Stellantis, I believe. Stellantis. Yes. Yeah, the 
Chrysler's parent Stellantis. Yeah. The, the union's asking for, and I've been following this because I work <coughs> in the industry. So the union, I'm not in the union, but the union is asking for 40, 40% pay raises, 46 if you do the compounded annually oh, thing. Well, that means, okay, 40, 40 work, work week. week makes sense with that big of a pay increase because. Well, no, they less. want a four day work week still getting 40 hours. Oh. We're getting paid 40 hours. They want a 32 hour work week, but being paid for 40 hours. I don't see them getting that, but no. that's what they want. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, if I mean if they do that, it'll be much better for Toyota. So, because <laughs> they're gonna fall behind on their production. Uh, there's a video on this one at the yeah, top too. I'd like a forty percent pay increase. Well, I mean, yeah, but just like five dollars. Well, to be. Inflation last year was like nine point something. So I mean, ten percent a year. Their contract is for four years, I believe. So ten percent a year—that's keeping up with current inflation. Mm -hmm. uh, I actually did the math on my my income since I started there in May of last year, and I'm barely like since May of last year to to the end of August, inflation was like six point something. It wasn't that nine something, but it was six point something, and my pay went up like six, whatever the inflation was, plus like another point one or point two. So I've barely been keeping up with inflation. Although I got it, I got a raise coming up in November, so that'll put me above inflation. But hopefully, in, yeah, inflation unless inflation takes a giant dump in, in this month and next month. Which inflation has never taken a giant dump. No, never. All right, let's watch this video here. All right, so yeah, this is, we uh, turn now to United Auto Workers President guy. Sean Fain. Uh, good morning to you, sir. Uh, you have said that you had reasonably productive conversations with Ford yesterday. Does that mean they're going to put a more generous offer on the table? Pause. Wait for it. No, I'm saying hey. oh. <laughs> I, I, I love I, on news stories the pause <laughs> between when one person finishes yes. and the, like, the person on the other end of the call is just like, Hilarious. Yeah, there's a, there's a delay. Um, so, and so before he starts, so Ford and GM, I actually, I think all three have offered 20% raises. And I know at least Ford, if not all of them, have offered. It's a 20% raise with 10% of it, like, immediately, and, the, and another 10% over the four-year contract, which I don't blame them for turning down, because you're not keeping up with inflation no, at that point. not at all. That's... Less than you get the ten percent now, which just makes up for last year, and then ten percent over four years. That's that's two that's and a half percent. That's yeah, that's baloney. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, good morning. Thanks for having us. And uh, you're welcome. You know that's up to he them. Spells his name uh, wrong. That's, you know the reason we're in this situation <laughs> right mean, now is because all because three of the big three companies chose to wait. <laughs> they chose not to negotiate for the eight weeks we had. We started this back in July. And we told them then, don't wait till the last minute or you're going to find yourself in a bad position. And unfortunately, they chose to wait till the last week to get down and start talking to get serious about this. And that's where we are now. And uh, if we don't get better offers and we don't get down and take care of the members' needs, then uh, we're going to amp this thing up even more. Well, you said progress is slow. Uh, will you order strikes at additional plants this week? Are you preparing for that? 
uh, we're prepared to do whatever we have to do. So the membership is ready. The membership is fed up. We're fed up with falling behind. It's been decades of falling behind, and, 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 and especially this past decade, in the, the most wealthiest times in the history of these companies. There is no excuse. These companies have made a quarter of a trillion dollars in the last 10 years, $21 billion in the last six months alone. And our workers' wages and, and, and conditions have went backwards. You're asking for 36% pay raises, our reporter just laid out there. Stellantis Let's said they've it. offered 21%. What are you expecting into tomorrow's negotiation with them? That seems forward movement. We've, we've asked for 40% pay increases, and the reason we asked for 40% pay increases is because in the last four years alone, the CEO pay went up 40%. They're already millionaires. Right. You know, it's shameful that uh, you know one of the one of the leaders of the corp one of the corporations sitting in his second home in Acapulco while we're bargaining, rather than being at the bargaining table. And so, you know, our demands are just. We're asking for our fair share in this economy and the fruits of our labor. So, 21% is a no-go for you. It's definitely a no-go, and we've made that very clear to the companies. <laughs> so. Um, well, I really wish the interviewers would not ask short questions to have short answers. When there's yeah. a, you know there's a built-in delay. Ask, you know, get a, ask a detailed question. Make it worth make it worth the time. You don't want the downtime to be as long as the answer. No. <laughs> and or the question. I mean, the question and the answer are both short on that. But, yeah, so they've offered like 20, 20, 21%. And that's obviously that's not, not, not I, don't, I don't blame them. I, no, that's, I'm rooting for them. Yeah. If their pay goes up, my pay is going to go up. So. I'm rooting for them because I think I think everyone should go down to a four-day work week. <laughs> <laughs> I do like the four-day. There's work there's week. scientific studies for for the four-day work week. Well, uh, yeah. For well, thir a 32-hour work week. Yeah, but there's there's studies for that being the most efficient usage of people's well, like, time. I feel like that's one of those studies that you could look at it probably you could probably interpret the data in a lot of ways. I mean, depending I on what your motive is, you know what I mean. Uh, but I mean, think like the forty hours a week. The five day work week isn't that long either. Like, no, it's it's the not five day work week. Long. I believe started in like the sixties. The, the, I know it's the forty, 40 hour started, work uh, week. It was like a the forty hour work week. I think started, Ford actually started. Ford yeah, actually started. It, it was during the industrial revolution yeah. time frame. When they were fighting for, you know, factory workers to not right. be killed. When, union, when unions really played a, a, yes. a, a, an important role. And what what the, the 40 hours turned into, like, the government saying, you cannot work someone more than 40 hours a week without giving them that additional right. pay. Right, right, which is, yeah, totally agree with that. So, mm -hmm. like, that's set as a maximum, and now it's seen as, like, the absolute standard. It's like, you know, I don't know, if you can pay someone, like, a livable amount a week for 32 hours... I mean that. Per if you only have to work four days a week. But yeah, I have I have no problem with that. I yeah. do have a problem with them asking for still getting paid for forty hours. It's like, well, no, that's not I how mean, that works. I mean, I don't. I wouldn't want unless you you know give them a bigger raise and they'll pay them for thirty two hours, and it still works out to the same yeah, amount. Yeah, yeah, that's fine, that's you know? what I would yeah, assume. Don't like, don't make it like this. We're working thirty two. We're getting paid for forty. Well, I don't. No. I don't want to see forty hours on my paycheck, but I don't <laughs> want to see my paycheck go down. Right, exactly. But I can probably be, you know, people would be a lot more productive with a shorter week where they know they're going to have more time to themselves for their family and friends. Yeah. You know, they're going to be more productive for your company yeah, overall. I can see that. Yeah. Uh, I forget what I was going to say. What were you going to say? 
Uh, I don't know. The An added bonus for the companies. And then if they need you to work that fifth day, it's not really overtime. <laughs> it's just eight extra hours. Shoot. Uh, yeah, I've, I've never been a big union guy, but there's several reasons I'm, I'm for them. And, and not just personal. Like, jobs in the auto industry have traditionally been high-paying, like, upper-middle-class kind of jobs. Yeah. You, uh, you don't struggle on it. Right. They've all they've been sought after. Like, that's usually, you know, even though they're just basic assembly line jobs, they're, it's always... You know, the car companies, they've been considered a, a good job. People search, seek after them, especially people without college degrees. You know, yeah. That's a, that's a you've made it kind of deal. Yeah. Uh, but the problem I see is, I mean, just, and, and going back further, I'm sure, but even since I've started in the auto industry, uh, our pay has gone up a little bit, not a lot, basically, like I said, barely keeping pace with inflation. Mm-hmm. But the pay for the jobs that are considered lower, like a retail, a, uh, fast food, that kind of stuff, which is considered lower pay, maybe like low middle class type jobs. Mm-hmm. Uh, starter jobs, that kind of thing. kind of job you can't support a family on. Their pay has gone up dramatically has in it? the past in the past five years. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll give the five years. Yeah. Since COVID, like since COVID, yeah, because because they can't find workers, so they keep increasing their starting pay. Maybe when their pay gets to a livable. Point. So I mean, <laughs> I mean, you go back five, five, even say five years ago, the starting pay for like McDonald's was like eight dollars, less than ten dollars an hour. Yeah. I'm sure right now you could go get a job. Well, you've got experience. You could go to McDonald's. <laughs> I, I think he could go to McDonald's you could get a job. and get you a job can, at like You 12. could go right into management. Yeah, I could probably get right into management. But because when I, I was looking experience. at a, how about fate, I was making like 12 to be an hour. Yeah. Right, which would, yeah, which, so I'm Retail sure. Retail and food workers are in slightly different scenarios. I feel like the food workers. The pay are, scale's about the, the same. The pay's about the same, though. I feel like food workers are slightly behind, but they're about the same. Yeah, so... The only the only difference is some some retail stuff they have they have uh, sales incentives like sure. stuff. Uh, so yeah, so twelve dollars at Harbor Freight. I mean that's good money for a basic retail job. I mean you go looking for a for a first job type beat now and like you're not gonna realistically take anything under ten dollars. Right. Oh yeah. I yeah. wouldn't even look at anything. Like, even with zero experience, I wouldn't look at anything probably under $12. Yeah, because that, that, at this point, And that's... I've heard stories of places hiring, like, uh, there's another, oh, Panda Express in Evansville. I heard they're starting at, like, 17 Yeah, well, I mean, crew. Evansville higher cost of living. Yeah, but, I mean, that's, Still. so when you consider, like, what it was five years ago, say, maybe $10 and under for retail, fast food, that yeah. kind of stuff, which is, like, half of what... They're starting at like a auto, major automaker. They're starting around twenty. It's a little over twenty now, but so say five years ago it was twenty. So now, like you can get a job at Panda Express. You know, our, since five years ago, auto industry pay has gone up maybe three dollars to start starting pay, and their pay has doubled. Yeah. So you're 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 narrowing that gap. So and that's why. Which I mean can also could be seen as a good thing. It could, but that's that's not the way. 
It's not the way. It's that, not good for our economy. Yes, it's not good for the way our economy. You can't all be making the same amount. Good money, like because <laughs> that's why our inflation's ridiculous. Because someone's working a counter at Panda Express making seventeen dollars an hour. <laughs> I mean, I'm all for people making more money, but it's not sustainable because there has to be people making less money so that other stuff costs less. Like, that's why, you know, I can't go to McDonald's now and get a value meal for less than $15. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, you can't, like when you guys were kids and we'd go to McDonald's, I would feed all five of us for like maybe 30 to 30 bucks. And that's if everybody got a meal. So if you, you know, get like everybody got a sandwich and we split a couple fries and then drinks, it was, you know, 20, 25 bucks. And now, if five people go to McDonald's, you're looking at probably fifty, sixty dollars. Yeah, it's it's crazy. I, mean, I I couldn't imagine trying to feed a family getting twelve dollars like if make, getting twelve dollars an hour trying to feed if you have a family trying to feed a family. I couldn't even imagine. But but that's why those jobs aren't really supposed to be support your family kind of jobs. They're supposed to be retired people or kids at school. I mean, there's a reason why they don't pay much. Well, I mean, restaurant industry is not a high profit. No, they're it's a very I think, slim margin. I think most sales biz like kind of companies, like in the service industry, are pretty much in the in the black, like all the year. Right. Like they barely ever pop well, up in a profit. Yeah. Well, retail, retail, they make all their money in the holiday season. Yeah, especially around so black they Friday. They lose money nine months out of nine, ten months out of the year, and they make money in the last two months. Yeah, out of but year. it kind of makes up for it. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I do think there needs to be a separation there because for, for, uh, for the economy, really, and the fact that those aren't supposed to be support-your-family kind of jobs. And I think a lot of people are using those for that. And I don't know if that's – I don't want to call it, like, laziness or something, you know, as far as finding a better-paying job, you know. I don't know if that makes sense. It does, but I mean, I don't know. I've I've still seen that a lot of companies are giving like prospective applicants and stuff. Like they're still actually being really picky about who they hire. Like I have not seen a lot of reports of like people easily finding better jobs. But, I mean, that just might be what I've seen personally. I don't. I don't. Obviously, I don't know everything. I don't. I know. Going back to the last big hiring push, like at Toyota, I mean, they were hiring anybody, pretty much anybody who walked in the door. I know this time around, they're hiring again. They're being a lot more selective. Like mm -hmm. Sean had a friend who went in, and they said they couldn't, couldn't, and they didn't pass the test. Like back when we were hired in, I didn't hear of anybody not passing the test. <laughs> like they pretty much took everybody. So I could see, I think companies are starting to kind of tighten down, like, you go back right after COVID, companies were hiring anybody and everybody. Yeah. And I can see them kind of pulling they, that back. They've really but slowed down on that. There's still a shortage of workers. I mean, you but still But the companies to, still aren't hiring. Like, yeah. You go to places like Denny's, like 90% of the Denny's I see are still not 24 hours again like they were. Yeah. Even Walmarts aren't 24 hours again. I, mean, I don't think Walmarts is necessarily a, a staffing issue. I think they just figured... I think they just made that I think decision. they used COVID as an excuse to cut off their 24 yeah, they probably weren't making much money. I mean, I still yeah. miss going to Walmart at 3 in the morning. That's a personal thing. 
I I think it's obviously probably not the case for all of them, but I think there are definitely some companies who are using the sorted like oh, they're using it as definitely. an excuse oh. to push like their three employees to be way more productive. Oh, yeah, it's like, it's like come on. You see, like you like hotels, like they do not do daily housekeeping anymore. No, I'm like I right after COVID, I get it, but like COVID's over. You can clean the rooms every day. You can you can hire people. <laughs> Some people saw the amount their profit went up when they had less employees, and yes. they do not want to let go. Oh yeah, and it's uh, like, dude, come on. Yeah, but they the, still use the excuse of we're understaffed. They yeah, can hire someone. And and even like uh, I've heard, I heard stories of like 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 four or five star restaurant uh, restaurants uh, hotels, places that have places especially in cities that have room service, like a full kitchen room service. Mm-hmm. And it used to be you'd order breakfast or whatever for room service and they would bring up a whole tray with like real utensils, real plates and stuff. And a lot of places Are now... Are still it, using disposable utensils? Yeah, it's a four-star restaurant in like New York City is the place I heard about. And like, yeah, you order something, you know, breakfast or whatever and it comes up in bags with plastic utensils. <laughs> it's like it's like no, I'm paying three, four hundred dollars a night. And I want the plus, you know, room service isn't, isn't cheap either. I want you to come in with that yeah. cart, take the metal dome off. <laughs> yeah. I want the whole thing. Which is five years ago, that's what it was still. I, and, even, and even like airplanes, like first class in airplanes now, I've heard are the same way. So you don't get nearly the level of service. what you used to get, quality and service, and and. Yeah, it's it's one of those things that went away with COVID, it just never came back. Yeah, because the companies decided if we don't bring it back, maybe they won't notice, and we (laughs) can keep making those extra two dollars. Yeah, yeah, a lot of that. Yeah, I believe that definitely. Which no, I I mean like per meal. I mean if they're just giving you disposable utensils, they're really not saving that much. But you know they don't care if they see a penny of profit, they're they're eating it up. Yeah, and the meals which used to be—I mean, even not even first class, even regularly, like on a long flight, you used to get a decent meal on an airplane, which you don't now. It's just like you get peanuts and soda. So I—the I mean, I don't know if it counts as a long flight. I mean, I don't remember getting an actual meal when we flew back home from California. No, and that I don't was think before we got COVID. Going out either. And that was before COVID. Yeah, but I don't know if that's. Like that was like almost five years before COVID. I don't remember what they had. They had like peanuts and crackers and stuff, and like they had drink service. Peanuts and crackers, Jack. I don't care if I. I'm sorry. I mean, I didn't really look to like I didn't ask about food, but I don't remember there really being anything. I don't remember there being food either. But I don't remember if there was an option. There was snacks. snacks, Definitely, they would come by and say, "You want some snacks? We got this." She gave us ice makers. It's okay. Oh, hey, wow. but the lights are on. Uh, <laughs> Remember yeah, one that's... thing one week, we get another thing the next. It's fantastic. Yeah. The... Do you remember... The 21st night. When we, went, when we went to San Francisco and we flew out the... Uh... Well, I wasn't with you when you flew out. Well, you were with us when we flew back, though. Yeah. Like, they would come by and if you wanted... If, if you got that little cup for your soda, the little plastic cup... And the can. No, because they wouldn't leave the can. They would just pour the can. It's like, just leave the can. 
When I was flying yeah. by myself between Salt Lake and here, I was they would just leave the can with well, me. We, well, we flew from Chicago to San Francisco the first one or two times that they came by, and I'm like, you know, wanted more soda. Yeah, she would just pour the can and then set it like the next person who wanted soda, they would pour the rest of the can. I'm like, no, just leave the can. I'm pretty, I'm pretty <laughs> sure when I flew by myself, they just left the can. <laughs> I, I started after the first or second time, I don't remember, I started, I'm like, I'd ask, I'm like, I'm like, would you like a refill? I'm like, can I get the, can I just get the can? I'm like, <laughs> leave the can, because as soon as you walk away, this will be gone, and I'll need more. <laughs> I'm a very thirsty person. <laughs> I am a thirsty person. Uh, oh, I had something I wanted to say, but I forget what it was. Cool. Uh, it's been a weekend. Uh, yeah, so I'm, I, I believe, like, like I said earlier, I've never really been a big union person. I had a union experience when I was about your age, maybe your age. I was you know, middle, low 20s. Uh, Celia was born, I think it was just Celia. I don't think either of you were born yet. Uh, I got a second job at a supermarket in New Jersey. It was stocking shelves at night. Uh, I, think, I think I was still working at the hospital at the time. So I got a, it was just nights, like three days a week stocking shelves in a supermarket. And New Jersey is, Indiana's a right-to-work state, which means you can't be forced to join a union for a job. New Jersey's not that. If, if, if you go work at a place that's a union place in New Jersey, you have to join the union or else you don't work there. I thought right-to-work just meant they could get, you could get fired or quit for whatever that reason. That too. Okay. But it's, it's mostly about the union. Okay. They can't, you can't go, like Toyota, if we all voted, Toyota, 50, 51% of the people voted, we want to start a union. We can't force everybody to start a union. If you're in New Jersey and 51% of the people want a union, everybody's joining the union. So, mm. so which is why I'm not sure how that would work at Toyota. Like in Indi- I don't know how that works with, in Indiana. I know there I are think, unions in Indiana. I think when the unions negotiate with the company, I think it only benefits the union employees for the so. most part. I think the, ben- I think the pay is the same. I think the benefits are different. I think the benefits when you're in a union go through the union. Was yeah. the benefits for if you're not in a union would be direct from Toyota? I think I'm not sure. Uh, We're not professionals. Yeah, but I do see with the way the economy's going and stuff like that, and the the pay not being it, the pays. Let's just call it the pay is out of whack for what the price of goods are. Yeah, for reality. It's it's not keeping up. I'm I'm slowly starting to see myself being more and more pro union. I'm still not like I want a union, you know. But I mean, if it happens, because I mean, unions come with a lot of their own BS. Yeah. I mean, you've got you got to pay union dues. You've got to you've got union people that are over you. It's not you know it's not like you I you mean, have all these rights now. You definitely got, some unions are are got, better than others, and it's collective bargaining so it's not like especially on a big company it's one thing but on a smaller company especially like you can go in and you can talk to the boss or the owner and make a deal like you know I, I feel like I deserve more money you know this and that with a big company you don't it's just collect whatever 51% of the people the employee, employers want the employees want that's what everybody gets kind of thing well I mean that's kind of better than not being in a union and you get what the employer gives you yeah but it like Going back to like 
late 80s, early 90s, mm -hmm. or most of the 90s, and even the 2000s, early especially, most employers were taking care of their employees. And that's why I, I think, like you said about since COVID, they, they, they got rid of a lot of quality and people and realized they could, they could make even more money that way. So now they're, they're, they're getting greedy, which I understand companies are supposed to be greedy. That's their, their purpose, yeah, their is, purpose to make money. is to make money. I get that, but there has to be a balance or else it all starts to fall apart. Yeah. <laughs> uh, otherwise, you know, the people who are working for you are getting overworked and yeah. like they don't want to do it now anymore. Yeah, there there has there does have to be greed to a point, but there has to be a balance so that the you're not taking advantage of your employer. A happy employees. employee is a productive employee, which means everyone gets more money. Not always. Oh, usually. <laughs> yes. Most if, of I, if I like my job, I'm going to work a little harder at it. You know, I'm yes. going to do just a little bit more, a little yes. bit extra. So anyway, that's I am finding myself more and more going towards union side, but but it also depends. Like it depends on the company too. You know, like I wouldn't want a union like where I work well, at all, all. Even if I worked in like a larger office, I wouldn't yeah. want a union for an office job. You know, because I can just take and like you know walk upstairs and be like, hey, boss. Well, yeah, because you. I mean, your company's pretty small, so I mean, especially, yeah. but. Like in unions, the really the the one place that unions incredible as far as I don't know what you call that is like construction people and the railroad the railway union I think yeah but not even that so much because that's still like a, a large employer but I mean the construction union is completely different like because the construction guys go from job to job yeah they like it's a crew right that goes around but it's not always the same crew even like but the their union. Kind of, it kind of works, I guess, like the Screenwriters Guild, like the Actors Union, where it's it's more like the construction union is so that, like, if an electrician goes something at this job, and then he goes next week and he's on another job, and the week after that he's on another job site, he's still getting the same pay because it's the union makes sure you know you're you're bringing in union guys, you're paying them the same, you know, you're paying them a set amount. So that's that's why the the union for construction guys makes a lot of sense in that fact because it's not like, well, this week I'm making eight hundred dollars, this week I'm making three hundred dollars, this week I'm, you know, that yeah. way it's it, that's how they keep that all kind of because they have different, you know, employers, you know, week to week. Right, they month contract month. contractors bring them in mm -hmm. to do a job, so that's that's how they do that. Like Evansville's union for construction, Jasper's not. I remember when we worked at McDonald's, like the when they had the McDonald's built. In Evansville, they had they could use a union crew, mm -hmm. which which was a different crew that they came in to remodel the the uh, uh, Ferdinand store because that's not that was non-union. McDonald's actually had different construction crews for union and not union. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but like I I wouldn't want a union in like uh, is that blue collar or white collar? White collar. I I wouldn't want to see a union in like the white collar work setting. Just doesn't make sense to me. Your uh, your grandma, your mom's mom, your grandmother on your mom's side, when she worked at Blue Cross Blue Shield in New Jersey, she was in the union, and that's a white collar kind of. Yeah, but I think she said she hated it. Yeah, but that's also yeah. 
Uh, yeah, I think, don't know what they're doing. I just think it makes a lot more sense for like jobs like you know automotive industry and stuff like that because how often how possible is it for you to really talk to someone higher up? Right. Like you know, you get there, you're working, and like yeah, I mean, it's, I, it's, it's not that hard. The, the the big benefit for unions, especially for something like that, is you've got union representatives which are on your side. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of times management, especially like the lower management, will be like, oh, we're on your side, this and that. But if it comes down to what you want or what the management above them wants, they're going to go with the management above them. They're not really on your side. You know, they may plead your case a little bit, but when the they're, final... They're on their, your side until it comes for them. <laughs> yeah, they're on your side unless until someone gives them a problem from up above. So, yeah, uh, I, I'm lucky enough, the area I work in, that I know the managers directly above me, the team leaders have, have at least once that I know of, have kind of stood up for me in, in a certain instance. So I, I'm very thankful for that, but it doesn't necessarily have to be that way. You know, that depends on who you got. And if you have a union, you've, got, you've always got someone you can, that can Their represent you. Their job is you. to be on your side. Yeah. So, uh but I, I do think with the way things are going, with the economy and the, the pay being out of whack, that there definitely is more of a place for a union now than there was 10, 15 years ago. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not pro-union where I'm at right now, but I could see, depending on how this, how this pans out bit. and what they do about uh, what, how our company responds, I could see myself leaning towards a union in the spring. You know, it's, yeah, it, like if they get their forty percent increase yeah. and you don't, yeah, if they get a forty six percent increase, then I get like two percent. <laughs> That'd be like, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, hold on, hold on, hold on. We're doing the same job here. Yeah. So, anyway. <sighs> are we watching the rest of this about. video? I don't know. We don't have to. I think it's like an eight minute video. Yeah, it is. All right. All right. That was our. 45-minute tangent on unions. <laughs> yeah. I guess it isn't really a tangent. Let's go over something smaller for the, for the last bit here. Over Unity. Yeah, I have no idea what this is. Okay, so Unity is a game engine. <clears throat> it is a, a video game engine. It is a very popular one. Okay. Like, people can make like Anything basic game developers. Like, one person in, in their basement making a game. They'll use Unity. It's re- it's easy to work with. Right. They have their own like store of assets that you can easily use and make your own thing. Um, even big companies like their Pokemon games, kind of like a website template, kind of like that. Except you, like except it's, it's, it's an engine, for right? But I'm saying yeah, it's, it's it's the backbone like, where you can yes. add <laughs> you can yeah. add elements and yeah, um, and like all the most recent Pokemon games use yeah. Unity because you know Pokemon's a big. Company, you know, Nintendo, they right. like making money and not mm-hmm. people getting in their way. Yeah. Uh, like Pokemon games use Unity. Um, I forget what other examples, but like a lot of a lot recent of triple like, A big games use Unity because they, even if they use it in a small way, right? They'll, most things use Unity. And what Unity is doing now is they're saying we are adding a fee per install of your of your game. 
And so not, that, not so, just so the initial no, I, I get it, yeah. So so you release <coughs> game on Unity, and I buy it. I love game. I love game. game. Game is a good game. So <laughs> yeah, I I buy your game. All right. So you get your profit off of that. But then I just keep deleting it and reinstalling it and deleting it and reinstalling it. And after a certain point, <laughs> Unity is charging you for that. Wow. Not even for that. Like that first install you get to. Anyway, no, there's there's also... a there's a part. There's a limit to it. Okay. There's it's after a certain number of installs. Yeah, but you still... will get paid. You will get charged per install. And if you use the free version, it's like five cents per install. But I mean, if you have even a semi-popular game, that's 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 a lot. And of... people install games more often than they buy them, you know, because I can buy a game and I can just sit there and delete it and reinstall it all day if I wanted to. Right. Unity is saying no. You know, you're <laughs> gonna pay us for that. Wow. So I really don't see this no. going well for Unity because of how many money-hungry big game developers <laughs> use Unity. Like, you go after Nintendo's wallet, they're not yeah. happy about that. They shut down, uh, like, fan games. All the time. That exactly. don't make money. Wow. It's just like a fan yeah. project, just saying, like, oh, I made this cool little thing. Nintendo says, no, get rid of it right now. Yeah. Nintendo's and if lawyers... you don't get rid of it immediately, they sue you. They take yeah. you to court. Yeah. Nintendo's lawyers are notorious. How... This is not even dealing with Unity. Right. This okay. is just saying, if you make your entirely own... Pokemon fan game. You're not making money off of it. You know, you give the the credit to Nintendo. You know, you put all the copyrights on there. It's, it's Nintendo's product. Right. Nintendo will still say, take it down now. And wow. if you don't, you're taken to court. Yeah, Nintendo's lawyers are nef- They uh, are notorious nefarious? for this. Nefarious? Were you going to say nefarious? I, I, they're <laughs> notorious for this. Like, there are certain I mean, Nintendo that games <laughs> that are, like, considered classics. Uh, one right. I can think of is Mother 3. Um, and it was only ever released in Japan. So people have tried to make like English translations, mm-hmm. and if Nintendo finds it, they will shut it down. Wow. Yeah. They are they do not like people messing with their uh, anything. Really? So I really don't see Unity getting very far with this. No. 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 So yeah, so how I mean cuz like Microsoft uses Unity Sony, it's, it's it's almost like like you're putting up a website, and the website host charging you for every time someone opens the website. Yeah, every time someone hits refresh. Right. Yeah, I, that's totally. Yeah, and uh, I re- this is re- really feels like Unity saying, "Let's see how far we can push capitalism. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see how far we can push this, and how much money we can make off of these corporations." Now. I know a few like game developers who use Unity, mm-hmm. and they say that they are probably going to push something along like with this. Push something? Like they're gonna like push something like in like kind of like how uh, like the government like adds a whole bunch of like stuff to like a bill, and like the bill is named something completely different. Like they think that Unity is going to do something similar. I have no idea what you're saying. <laughs> so, you know how the current government likes to push out bills with, like, a name like a, like about no. a thing? I didn't know they even named bills. Well, like the Inflation Reduction Act, which had nothing to do with inflation that. reduction. Okay. It's like that. 
they, they think that Unity is going to do something like similar to this. But Unity has, has said what this is. They've lined out what it is. But still. Like, there's no confusion. <coughs> it's called the runtime fee, but they've, dis they've, dis they've described it. They've said this will charge you per install. They have not been shy about what it is. They have straight up said, we will charge you per install. There are games that are currently being hosted on sites like uh, Cult of the Lamb on Steam. Mm -hmm. If this gets through, they are pulling their game off of Steam. Yeah. Because they don't want to deal with it. <laughs> and I don't blame them. No. And I know a lot of people also uh, trying to very poorly uh, transform the game over to, to a Unreal, different engine to like mostly Unreal. Yeah, yeah, because Unreal's another big engine, and <coughs> they're not doing this. Right. They cost more to use Unreal because it's a better, power more powerful it costs engine. Cost more up front. Yes, but they're not doing this. Oh yeah. How, but I mean, what's the price difference between like Unity and that one? Uh, you know what? Let's do. Let's do I some mean, some looking up right now. I could almost kind of see if they're if they're. Like ridic ridiculously cheap, like we're giving it away, but we're gonna take some on the back end kind of deal. But even then, it's that it's per install. No, I get it, but I mean, if it's like I'm talking like fractions of a penny per install kind of deal. Okay, let's see. It looks like the license to use Unity 3D, 3D is you can either pay them fifteen hundred dollars or seventy five dollars a month. That's a lot. That's a lot. So, so you, okay, so that's renting a license. You do not own <laughs> your license, even if you've paid for 20 months, which is their total price. Right. Um, you must commit to at least a year, but you don't have to pay the full year up front. Uh, monthly add-ons for... Okay, so you can get their paid add-ons for the an add additional 75 a month. Uh, no, I think they're saying it's at the same... It's built into the same price. I don't think that's an additional. You can, you can get the paid add-ons. I think it's worded weird, but I think they're saying the same $75 gets you the add-ons. Okay. There is a personal copy of Unity for free. Yes, but you probably can't publish anything you do with that. Right. That's the difference. And this is saying even if, if you get an add-on, then your, your contract, essentially what this is, re-ups for 12 months from that moment. Yeah. If you, I mean, it's 15... Yeah, so 20 months, so two years, less than two years, you you would have the $1,500 in. But you so, still don't own the license. Right. So, so, you, so you'd still, if you didn't want to keep paying per month, you would still have to shell out $1,500 to buy it. So as long as what the project, saying, for you, that, as if you use the free version of Unity and it makes less than $100,000 uh, within the last 12 months, if, the, if you your revenue from projects in conjunction with your use of Unity is less than $100,000 in the last 12 months, you can use Unity Personal for free. There you go. Because if you're making that much money, then the $1,500 isn't a big yeah. deal. <laughs> so let's see how much it costs to use Unreal. But I'm saying, like, so a year and a half, if you're planning on using it for at least a year and a half, it'd just be cheaper to get the 50, to pay the $1,500. Correct. Um, okay. 
is free to get started Woo! for game development, but a 5% royalty kicks in only after you've earned a million dollars. Keep going. 5% royalty is due only if you are distributing an off-the-shelf product that incorporates Unreal code. Final budget developed on Unreal. Okay, so this is game budget. This is not right. how much Unreal costs, but the 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 budget should be about thirty-five to eighty-five thousand dollars. Uh, but it depends on you know complexity and all that. Uh, so it's free to use, free to use. Premium support. Yes, I want to know how much it costs to like. If I want to just go full bore on this. <laughs> By the way, if you're watching on YouTube, the title of the stream is wrong. I tried to change it. For some reason, I think I didn't update it in the in the restream. I'm stuck with last week's title. I'll change that after we're done. Products Unreal Engine Five. Engine number yeah, we're on five. five. Yep, yep. Let me scroll. And Forza Beta V Six. I heard there's a new Grand Theft Auto coming out. Yeah, uh, they're working on it. Yeah, and that's that's it's a funny thing. So, Rockstar promised a majority of the U.S. of A. in the game. They're only doing a small section. Okay, oh. well, Rockstar <laughs> promises things. We don't pay they promise. And they're also, I don't know how true it is or not, but they are, there's rumors going on that it's going to cost like 150 bucks for the game. Uh, no. No one's going to buy that. Exactly. No one is going to spend $150 on a base game. I know the game prices have gone up and that the game industry sucks, but it has not gotten that bad yet. Okay, free to download and use. You get all of its tools, features, and C++ source code. Um, publishing a game. So once it hits a million dollars, you get your 5% royalty fee that they take. Due each quarter, as long as they remain for sale, uh, or continues to generate more than $10,000 a quarter. Um, large developers can negotiate a custom license. Uh, uh, enterprise program for non-games. Professionals seeking premium level support, about fifteen hundred like, per, per year. seat yeah. per year. So the fifteen hundred dollars for the other one was you're buying it. Yes, and this is this is fifteen hundred dollars per person per mm -hmm. year, and you get support, training, custom license terms. Right. But it looks like if you're a large company wanting to use Unreal to make games, you have to talk to them about how much that's going to cost. Right. So it's quite a bit, quite a bit more. Really. Yes. Probably gonna end up costing you more, um, but yeah. Either way, my my thing was like if Unity was if if Unity was like completely free, like a open like open source, or if it was like a you know ridiculously like twenty five dollars a month, then I could see them making a point for okay, whatever you do publish, we get a piece of what. Well, you're, yeah, what I, they if they were making if but, they were making if they I'm, added royalties. But how, but how much are they looking to collect for that? Because I'm thinking like, are we talking like so, royalties on a song where when you when when Spotify plays a song, the artist gets like a fraction of a penny. So like, it has to be a lot of plays for that song for it for any decent money. Somewhere around here it has an actual chunk of it all. Who is charged? Uh, probably somewhere in this area. Nope. And how is an install defined? Yeah, on a, yeah, okay, great. So yeah, basically, I any install. Yeah, any yeah. install on the end. I think that's under who does in, in time to be 
No, this is. Oh. Yeah, that is that is a child. Will yeah. apply to games that have made two hundred thousand dollars in the last twelve months and have at least two hundred thousand per game installed lifetime. That's on shot. that's on the personal, the free one. Right. If you have uh, Unity Pro it's or Enterprise, like basically half of that. Uh, games that have made a million dollars and have at least a million per game installs is the actual. So it costs per install. No, this is eligibility. This it's is still. Oh, here we go. Okay, so. Oh, it's, that's not cheap. No. Well. Well, it is easy. So if you're using if you're using Unity Personal, <laughs> right. if you're using the free version, no matter what. If your game gets over two hundred thousand, so this is on top of the other. If you even yeah, get so one this is install. Unity Personals plus is free, unless you make more than unless you make 000. more than a hundred thousand right. in twelve months, and then if you make two hundred thousand and you have two hundred thousand downloads lifetime, ever, right? But you have you've made more than two hundred thousand dollars in the last year, then they are charging you twenty cents per clicking install. On some guy across the planet's computer. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, that's only for the feeling. Now, I don't know. What that means. Have I don't know what emerging market rate means. I'm not going to pretend to understand. Yeah. Um. But, but that, I, is that that's not retroactive though, right? Let's see. Does this apply to Unity games that are already on the market? Yes. Yes. No, what I'm saying. Once you reach that limit, they don't go back and say, "Okay, now you no, owe us." No, new install. Right. So. So you don't. You've get, already made a bulk of your money. Yes, I but the problem there is, you know, if some again, you can just sit there and hit install, delete. Right. Install, no, delete. I get that. But if you're making that much money, but what if you make two hundred thousand dollars in one penny, in a year, and, and you have two hundred thousand installs? So and then for the next year, you just don't make any money because no one else is buying it. But then you're not paying the install fee because no one's installing. Yeah, it. people are going to. But there are people who uninstall it and then reinstall it later. No, I get that. I mean, okay, but I mean, if you're making, first of all, if you're making that kind of money, why aren't you upgrading to a pro? <laughs> like, if you're still on the free version and you're making that kind of money, you're an idiot. But you've, ar- you've also already ended up paying them. Once <coughs> Which is what I'm saying. But, I'm, but you're going to end up paying a lot more in the royalty fees. Mm-hmm. Because the royalty fees for the pro is less than a penny per per install. Whereas you're paying, if you're on the free version, you're paying 20 cents per install. So if you're on the free version, especially once you get over a million, you're only paying... Oh, this is per month. The breakdown here is yeah. how many per month. So at the first 100,000 downloads in a month, you know, they're yeah. still doing a penny and then some... Yeah, although uh, the enterprise is really cents. cheap. The enterprise is really cheap. Yeah, it is. But but you know, you, you understand what I'm saying? Like, if you're making 200,000 was that a month or was that for a year? Maybe this for is a year. for the last twelve yeah. months. If you have made two hundred thousand dollars, why are you still using the free version? <laughs> Either way, I think this is a dumb way that they're trying to get royalties. Yeah, I think if they just go the way uh, Unreal. Unreal did it, where once you hit this certain revenue, give us a, a percentage, right. you know, and we'll take that percentage a quarter as long as you're making that revenue. It sounds like they're just. It sounds like they're trying to not do what Unreal is. Like, it just yeah. sounds like they're trying to find another way to not be Unreal. Like, but they have done this in just a really dumb way. Yeah. yeah. No one. Yeah. Like, even and if this, yeah. like, there's no way. And it's way too complicated. Yeah, it's like, complicated. Why you gotta make it so complicated? It sounds bad. 
Yeah. Like, looking at the chart, it's not as bad as I thought it was initially. I'll give it that. Yeah. But well, it's Could you still... imagine if they're like, okay, once you hit 200,000, we're going to go back and everybody who's installed it, now you have to pay us for that. God, <laughs> be like... that. <laughs> but yeah, like, this, does this apply to web and streaming games? Yes. Not going to count web and streaming games. Does it apply to charity offers? Any installs <laughs> driven by charities or charity? How will you know? It's how it's. Sold. I'm, I'm yeah. sure they have a thing for that. They track it, stuff like that, especially on like Steam or whatever. Will developers be charged the runtime fee for subscription-based games? No, because the developer is not distributing it. What? Oh, okay. If you get the game for free as ah. part of Apple Arcade, Game Pass, PlayStation Plus, okay. etc., gotcha. then they're not charged. Okay. So it's does it apply to pirated copies? <laughs> that doesn't answer the question. <laughs> as long as they have proof that it's pirated. It's no, because you don't download the pirated copy from the developer. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that would count. They're not. They're not going to charge you for the download because you didn't get the download from them or from a reputable reputable source. Don't forget if you're watching, thumbs up, mm-hmm. like, share, subscribe. All We're that not going to charge a fee for install bombing. Okay, so if you get okay. a bunch of people to sit there and install and delete a game, they they can contact Unity and be like, "Hey, come on, yeah, come on." So it's definitely it's not as bad as thought so at first. I'll give it that. But it's still like just a it, really it sounds dumb like they're way. just trying it sounds like they're going out of their way to find a way to do something a different way than Unreal did it. Yeah. They're yeah. trying to charge royalties in a new weird way. Yeah. It's just it's dumb. Exactly. It's so dumb. Anything else? No, I'm good. Uh, look at that. Look at an hour that. already. Thank talked you all for listening. Unions for fifty minutes. Huh? We talked about unions <laughs> for like fifty minutes. And then unity for another fifty minutes. Uh, yeah, I think that's good. Uh, thank you everybody for watching. Thank you very listening. much. Uh, what? I don't know either. Don't worry about it. Keep going. What did you say? I think you said gibberish. I didn't say gibberish. Already then. Don't forget to like. Yes. Don't forget to subscribe, follow, Number share, has, share with your friends. Uh, Number yes. go up. And, oh, oh, uh, pull up the. Last week we had our busiest, or had our biggest week ever. We had a uh, 256 views, 65 listens, 50, 65. Sorry, it was 56 plus the nine listens. <laughs> Biggest week so far. We broke two hundred. So we broke two hundred. Smashed two hundred. Blew it out of the water. So nice. Let's go for three hundred. Thank you, everybody. Um, Appreciate you listening to us gibber on about nothing. Yes, we gibber jabber. We will be back next Sunday, which will be at uh, you know the time. Next Sunday, the twenty fourth of September. Same bad time. Happy? Same bat channel. Seems to be coming back. Hold on, hold on, hold on. What are we doing? Huh? What are you oh, doing I just want to see if we're on here. Hi. Huh? Hi. For fun. Yeah. Live. I want to see where we're at on Rumble on, on 
coming keep up. Keep going. Without ever knowing. I don't see us. I don't see us under either. How dare they? <laughs> Could I not? Uh, maybe because I put us under entertainment? I mean, I should put us under podcast? No, I put us under podcast. Just hit live up there. Yeah, there's a lot of... A lot of trash. A lot of categories. That's I don't gaming. Want gaming. That's yeah, I'm not gaming. gaming. I didn't want gaming. Yeah, gaming and mumble? Categories. Gaming stream? On <laughs> rumble? Is yeah, because rumble, rumble is a lot less restricting than YouTube and Twitch. Yes, YouTube and Twitch. Let's see. Entertainment? There no, it is. You just passed us. Where? The Mexican aliens go on strike. Upright. Oh, there we are. Cool. <laughs> we are. Three, six, nine, twelve. We are in the top twelve. Entertainment well, streams entertainment. on Rumble right now. Yes. Thanks to and on YouTube. Thanks to you. It's we're dated last week. <laughs> we're stupid. I forgot to change the title up here. It's okay. Yes. No one cares about YouTube, it's right? Fine. So yeah, we will have this up on uh, Spotify and iTunes later on tonight. Uh, shouldn't take me long now that I got my my cheat way of doing it. Really cheat if it's. How it's meant to be? Not really. Well, it's not really a cheat. It's just yeah. I figured out how to do it yeah, without, it's, without it's, running it through a, a, web, a, bug, a website a to strip the audio from the video. Who said you can't teach an old dog new tricks? <laughs> yeah. I imagine Restream's got that built in. Incredible. So yeah, we'll have that up for later. And uh, yeah, uh, I, don't know, I guess that's it. Uh, next week maybe we'll touch on the. Uh, those other two videos are kind of the other two videos are kind of funny. The one's a story, one's a video. They're just kind of funny, haha. Uh, do not watch the the airplane misgender one. It's got a twist at the end. Okay, okay. I'll, I'll okay. save that. Which is the week. only reason I put it on there because I want your I want you to see your reaction <laughs> before and after mm. the tw- the twist is revealed. Okay, I'll I'll <laughs> save it. I'll save it for next week. What video? Exactly. Thank you, everybody. Yes, thank you for watching. Thank you you for listening. If you're listening later on this week, uh, check us out on Sunday Live. And uh, and you can be there when it happens. We should actually be at 5 o'clock next week. Yes, we will be back to 5 o'clock next week. I will not be at Holiday World next week. So they say. So everybody have a great week. Take care.